This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Da, 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 da. I don't know if that's the, the melody of the song, but here we are. Okay, so Filthies, welcome back to Unpacked Filth. Ew, ew, ew. I'm your host, E with a K. And I'm your host, E with a C. And we're just giving you this delightful little episode where we asked you guys um, what Halloween movies E with a C should watch. Because like we said earlier, she was sheltered and she didn't experience a lot of the fun that we might have as children watching Halloween movies and trick-or-treating and all sorts of stuff. So how are you feeling about Halloween and the joy that you just experienced? Oh, so... I only watched Hocus Pocus because that was the one everyone was like, you need to watch this one. And I was like, fine, whatever. And um, a lot of plot holes in that movie. And I hope Thora Birch is living her best life because she carried that movie the whole way through. So I think I meant like you have to experience Halloween as a child to really feel the joy. I feel that I I watched a lot of Halloween movies, but not the ones that counted. So I've seen Hocus Pocus. I've seen um, Halloween Town was my favorite. I've seen Practical Magic. I've seen like all those fun movies. I think the only one, which I think actually qualifies as a Christmas movie technically, is Nightmare Before Christmas. But I think people also watch it during Halloween. And I don't know if I'm right on that. I think it's debated hotly in the Nightmare Before Christmas community. So, which I am not a part of. I know people who watch it during Halloween. I know people who watch it during Christmas. I know people who watch it year round. So, it's really like when you want to watch it. Well, I just, I tried to watch it, but I just, it's it's kind of like the, the experience you had watching um, Hocus Pocus. So tell me your initial thoughts when you first started watching this movie. And I kind of know them, but please do share. <laughs> um, Let's see. Well, I guess, like, based on the memes and everything, I expected, like, more of an outright comedy. And just kind of general goofery. And I come into this movie, and the first scene is like, oh, these witches are actually killing children. And they're, like, over-the-top, scary witches. And I was like, oh, this is a children's movie? Is Was it meant to scare the children? I don't understand. So, again, Thor Birch just carried this whole movie. And I'm supposed to root for this, like, bland-ass protagonist. What's his name? Max? I don't know. But he's just... I mean, clearly he was depressed. But he was also, like, this kid who didn't take anything seriously and was, like, in love with clearly a 30-year-old woman pretending to be 14. I do remember that even as a kid. I was just like, this lady's old. And (laughs) I don't know if she was truly old or not. But, you know, when when you get older and you watch, like, older uh, things that you used to watch as a kid... For me, it was all that. But the older I got, I'm like, oh, these were, they were actually like teenagers. Cause my, my adult eyes are, are looking at them as kids now. And I'm like, oh my God. Absolutely. Like, I probably would have um, thought that Max looked old, like an adult, but he definitely looks like a child now. Um, Allison, though, still looks like a 30 year old woman pretending to be like 14, 15, however old they're supposed to be. It's a common theme in Hollywood. I don't know why they don't just, like, hire more people. But anyways. Um, (laughs) So did you have a favorite part in the movie at all? I actually, okay. So here was the other, like, point of contention for me. So I actually really enjoyed, like, putting these witches in modern times and kind of watching them, like, acclimate to what Halloween is now and um, modern life. But then there were parts of it. And I told you this, (laughs) where, like, Winnie is hunting down Max, and she's like, pull over, you're going to be arrested, like, all this other stuff. And I'm like, 
how does she know the lingo of cops now when they didn't, if there was a police force in Salem, which I don't think there was in 1693, they certainly wouldn't be like, pull the car over or I thought you only had your learner's permit. Like she's over here commenting about things that she has no knowledge of. So I'm like, that ruined the fun for me a little bit. Yeah, it was hard to have your suspension of disbelief. Because <laughs> it kept pulling you back into like, wait a minute, how do they know this? But I think um, I think back in the 90s, you know how some stuff isn't funny if there's no context? So I think they might have overthought how they were going to put these sisters in you know, the 90s technology that it was. Um, I always thought, like, their expressions were really funny and, like, how they were, like, you know, what is that? Like, they're really, like, creeping around, like, what the hell? So I think in this remake, they might they might make it a little bit more overt. You know, there's a new one coming out soon. Who asked for that? I mean, I understand, like, now it's basically, like, a cultural milestone, hocus-pocus, but I'm like, the original is fine. Also, like, the part where they're, like, improvising the brooms and they're, like, having to write on vacuum cleaners is objectively hilarious. (laughs) But the original is fine. I'm like, I don't understand why you need, like, another one of these. I think it's just for nostalgia for the adults and for the kids, but... I don't know. I don't know if the kids of today would get a kick out of, you know, that type of comedy. I feel like Disney movies in general, I don't know how to explain it. Filthies, if you understand what I'm saying by this, but when I watch Disney now, and maybe, again, it could be because I have adult eyes, but when I watch it now, like, the comedy isn't subtle. It is very, like, ha 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 look at this it's supposed to be funny and I feel like when we were growing up like comedy was a little bit more witty it assumes that kids are a a lot more stupid than they actually are like you have like you say all the time when you commentate on stuff you're like you know they just like say ha ha like look at this they're clearly from LA like he's clearly from California when it could be subtleties you know That's very classic me, (laughs) where I'm like, oh, they need you to know, like, this person's from um, California, and they, like, run a bookstore. So you can never reference a movie this person has watched because they only sell books. (laughs) But yeah, like, I think that's the pattern with Disney in general, and I don't want to get too far off of, like, the Halloween-y of it all, but Disney, because it caters to kids... It has to be, like, both very binary and very over-the-top because it's, like, we cater to children. And children, you know, they don't get the same things that you do. So it has to be, like, very physical and very, like, here is the lesson here and there could be absolutely no subtleties. Whereas Nickelodeon, if you take a look at, like, Nickelodeon shows, they're, like, we'll throw on some adult, some, like, humor for the adults because y'all have to suffer through this as well like if you watch spongebob or fairly odd parents again you're like shit they really like threw that in there i see y'all oh i was always a nickelodeon girl but again not to get away from the halloweeny of it all but um i was dating this guy with a kid (laughs) and i was like how are you doing he's just like i've been watching I can't remember what he was watching, but we're going to say for the sake of this, um, like Peppa Pig or something. And he was just like, I need adult entertainment and not sexual stuff. Like, I need something (laughs) more. And so I feel bad for you parents who have to sit through shit. And it's not, like, entertaining at all for you. You're just like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Listen, that's why, like, I loved Arthur and Hey Arnold because they were for kids. But also, you had to be a little clever to get the jokes. A little clever. Speaking of which, please watch our or listen to our episode where we um, talk with Lila from A Stripper's Guide. Soft plug. Um, so, E with a C, did you have a favorite Sanderson sister witch? I don't think so, because they were like just so over the top in their portrayal. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker's character was amusing to watch, but then she was also 
clearly a boy crazy dummy and i'm like what value is she adding oh she just rounds up the children that's all you need to keep her okay uh i guess you're supposed to like gravitate towards bet midler's character uh winnie but he like again just so over the top in her evilness i'm like i this is not enjoyable for me to watch as a kid i really enjoyed um winifred um and then, well, I would also say I love Mary, too. That was funny. Because she was just, like, the dumb one. Wait, who's Mary? Clearly, I didn't learn any other names. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's the third sister that we haven't talked about yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> the one who had to get a vacuum cleaner as a broom. Okay. I'm with yeah. you now. <laughs> Oh man, but it was, I mean, it was fun to relive. Um, is there any Halloween movies that you have watched before this? I'm sure there's something. I mean, the great, um, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, obviously. Classic. But I'm trying to think. So my only real, like, Halloween entertainment that I have experience in are Hell Houses, which, for those of you who don't know, Count your blessings. But really quick, it's an interactive play. Well, it's interactive at the end. But you go through a scenario where you watch, like, teenagers party or whatever. Some type of sin. Then these teenagers die in horrific accidents or some. They just fucking die. One person who was, like, partying or whatever is sent to hell. And it's like, ooh, you messed up your whole life and now you're going to burn in forever. And, like, the Satan character was, like, over-the-top evil. And then you go to heaven and you're like, and they're like, Allison, you've lived a good life. You've accepted Jesus. Welcome. And it would just scare the bejesus out of me because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never good enough. And the partying looks fun. So that was my Halloween entertainment as a child and scarred me for life. But other than the great, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I cannot think of a single Halloween movie I've watched. Like one that centered around Halloween. Oh, well, I didn't watch a lot, but not because I wasn't allowed. It was because I was scared of absolutely everything. Um, Picture me as Chucky, like from the Rugrats, like just scared all the time. Um, you did take me to the Hell House when we were younger. I think we were in middle school, like seventh or eighth grade, something like that. And um, I too was just like, this is this is really sad, but also it was very um well put together. Like they had like the lights and they had heaven like all white and shit. And I was like, oh, this is really good production. Um, but I had a traditional Halloween childhood like me and my brother it was the night that we lived for especially base kids like we would have the whole freaking neighborhood there would be hay rides there would be candy so we had like the pillowcases for candy because we knew the bags would break and base moms and dads like they would be like shoving out the candy like you could give like a whole handful and they would be like here take more And it was just a great time. I loved Halloween as a kid. And my costumes were fun. But I will say, um, I guess with all the Halloween stuff that's taken place, and it's unpacked, Phil, so we got to kind of get into it um, of what makes it um, unpackable. Um, So do you think that the hype for Halloween and the fact that you kind of missed out on it do you feel like you missed anything from your childhood or no? I mean, definitely. And you see it as an adult now that I don't, I don't really have costume ideas. I don't get really excited about it. Like in Boston, I don't actually know if you got to experience experience it because of the pandemic, but people go bananas over Halloween. You go on the tea and like people are dressed in costumes. Like it starts that Friday. And it goes through the weekend, sometimes bleeds into the Monday, because I'm like, I don't have any ideas. I don't particularly care to spend a bunch of money. Now, we've done Halloween parties, 
which fine but i'm basically dressed in like hoe clothes which also fine but that just looks like me but more hoey than usual and it's like it's just kind of another day for me i understand the importance of it for other people but i don't do halloween parties really i don't find the need to dress up i don't really like watch horror films except for the purge and other like dystopian type things like um get out us that no i haven't watched them yet i don't think i will but things i'm like this is already happening it's just to an exaggerated degree but nothing fun like there are witches among us yeah and it's hard to discern whether it's your actual personality or just um the fact that you didn't grow up with it um it could be both always but um, you definitely don't have a whimsical nature about Halloween and it's okay. Cause I mean, I'm used to it by now, but would you maybe make Halloween fun for your kids if they ever arrive, you know, hopefully they will, they will, but you know. Absolutely. I think I would like get more into the spirit of things and I'm assuming like whatever partner I have is also going to be into Halloween because most people that I date weren't raised in fundamentalism, but what I really want to avoid is, like, those stupid trunk-or-treat things. And those started popping up when I was in high school. I never really liked them because it was, like, such a contained thing. But later on, when I started, like, reading and examining about them, the other, like, portion of it is to, beyond, like, the isolation, is to teach kids that strangers are inherently dangerous And it feeds into, like, other biases, like anti-immigration, more racist biases, anything, like, all the isms it feeds into because you're, like, training these kids to only trust their contained units. So, I think Halloween can, especially trick-or-treat, can serve, like, broader purposes, and I would like to encourage them in whatever way I can, like, encourage them creatively, encourage them to expand their horizons, encourage them to have one night that's just about fun, because life is really fucking hard. And I would want that for them. So I've heard of the trunk or treat. I've heard of the name, but I never really asked what it was about. So if I'm using contact clues... Is it about, like, stranger danger? Is that what you're saying? Kind of. I think that's, like, the byproduct of it. But basically, um, and it was very much a church thing. So that's how I knew about it. And I think now it's becoming more, like, neighborhood things. Um, but you, in the church, volunteers, like, pull up in their um, trucks, or mostly trucks, because it's the fucking south. And they have, like candy and Halloween displays and the kids will go to like the trunks of these cars and get the candy from these people objectively or theoretically rather they know these people because it's a church gathering and we know all these people that go to church and you see all the familiar faces and da 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 so the byproduct of it is you are just constantly in your own little unit all the time even if, like, you might not see them every day, but you at least see them every week. And if you're not seeing them every week, like, or if you're not seeing them every day, you're seeing, like, the kids at school every day. Like, you have your own unit, and you don't ever go outside of it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm just trying to understand why there's... They go to the trunks of the car for the candy? Yeah, people will park... Um, and have like a display in their um in a trunk of their car and you just walk around the parking lot and get the candy from the trunks and they have like games set up like cornhole um i think bobbing for apples decorate a pumpkin or whatever shit five through like 15 it was always like the devil's day kind of thing and before going to alice drive i went to a very like 
hellfire and brimstone church. So I already had a very healthy fear of the devil. Thought he was lurking in every single ditch. Oh my gosh, like it? Or Pennywise? Yeah. Like, you know that ditch, like, before you turn into my house? Yeah. (laughs) I thought he was, like, lurking there, just ready to take me up. So I didn't want to invoke the devil anymore by, like... (laughs) And they said it was, like, his day. And I'm like, he lives right by my house. I don't want to see him. Oh, my God. You you poor little child. Because, <laughs> like, Filthy, I mean, we always joke how we've known each other for a long time. But she was the cutest little kid. Like, <laughs> just picture a little curly hair. Like, your little cute face with her, like, gorgeous little eyes. Like. Even the sea was just a little cutie. And so she just was scared all the time. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Here, the saint was going to snatch me up. So, yeah, what? let's talk about that. Because, like, so since I didn't grow up in the church, like, the idea of the devil and involved in Halloween was a very foreign concept to me until, I guess, when I got a little older like 10 and I started hearing like more Christian kids and I I told you guys in one episode I had a friend that I wanted to play witches or something and she was just like that's not of God and I was confused because I was just like what does that have to do with anything and so for me like I said Halloween was always fun we dressed up I was a clown one year my brother was a ninja I was yeah it was really cute like we my mom like used to put paint on our faces and and stuff like that so the idea of like the devil and stuff was just not I didn't even think about it and that just goes to show you like adults we are the ones and I say we now because we're adults obviously but we're the ones that ruin shit for kids like we put things in their minds that they don't even think about like if you don't like say well this is like you know worshiping satan which Again, it's conflated with these ideas of, like, evil and good when it's simply, like, a day where, I mean, historically, is a day where we kind of celebrate the thinning of the veil of, you know, the spirits of people who are deceased. Like, that's a little creepy, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be about the devil corrupting children. It could just be fun. But we make it so dark. And so uh, the thing I appreciate about Hocus Pocus is, like, it is dark and funny, and, like, it's not okay to, like, eat children, obviously, (laughs) but it's, like, the hubris of it all. Like, it's just, it's, like, a commentary on, like, what we are afraid of. Like, there's nothing to be afraid of with, like, technology in the real world, but we make it so bigger than it has to be. True. Also, apparently, Max is afraid of being outed as a virgin, which... (laughs) Now that I think about it, I was like, that was actually the very funny part. His sister, like, trolling him the whole movie. She's like, he lit the candle and he's a virgin. And apparently that was his biggest fear. Bigger than the witches, it was people finding out that he lit the candle and he's actually a virgin. <laughs> and wasn't he, like, 15 or 16? Yeah, these were kids. He, was, I thought he was 14 this whole movie. I don't know. But he was, like, a child, <laughs> And I'm not one to, like, throw stones, because I was, like, 16 when I, like, just stopped being a virgin. Uh, But still, it's, like, one, eight-year-old child, how do you know what a virgin is? Two, sir, you're too young to be worried about that. And again, it's a very um, antiquated idea of, like, purity, because who... Who cares? Like, I don't know. They put it into kids' heads early that, like, oh, like, being a virgin is, like, pure. Like, you probably shouldn't be having, I mean, again, like you said, not throwing stones because we were out doing all types of fuckery. But, um, it, like, you probably should be okay with being pure at that age because, like, <clears throat> everybody out here is trash. <laughs> anyway, um... But yeah, like it it takes away from 
the fun of Halloween and like puts these adult ideas into something that is created for kids. Yeah, because when you put in the idea of like, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, the devil's coming today or something like that, but it's like, this is his favorite day and you don't want to be in anything that he loves, do you? And I'm like, no, because I don't want him coming here. He sounds terrible. It's hot all the time down there. I don't want to go. Yeah, and again, I never like to shit on Christians, but here I am again shitting on Christians. Like, putting worldly ideas into this unworldly place, which is hell, being hot or cold or whatever, like, I feel like that's such... You know that this shit is made up because, like, what if hell is just a place of just nothing? That could be hell. But they're just like, let's scare people. Like, what's the scariest thing you can think of? Burning alive. Like, that's what you should be. That's how you know that this shit is, in my opinion, if you're Christian, sorry. But it's made up, and it's meant to scare you, and it's meant for you to be afraid of the world. That's just my take. If you disagree, I'm sorry. Whatever. Well, to add on to that, like, a lot of the descriptions of hell that you see are if I remember correctly, are from Revelations. And Revelations is basically an allegory for what's happening in Rome and how the Christians then viewed Rome as, like, this place of hell. And it was also, like, it's supposed to be, like, aspirational. Like, don't worry. Things are going to be fine. This isn't going to be forever because, you know, Jesus is going to come back at some point. Don't worry. So it was also, like, hopeful fantasy <laughs> like most of the bible <laughs> again not to shit on christians but I, like the more i look at like how it affects the world and especially the beloved day of halloween which is nothing but like a kid's day where they eat candy i just get annoyed of just what we what we do to things and we just make it so unnecessarily evil but anyway, so... Right. If you um, want to vilify anyone, vilify Big Sugar. Who the fuck is that? The sugar industry. <laughs> First of all... <laughs> I've heard of Big Pharma. <laughs> but when you said Big Sugar, again, like, listen to our past episodes that we've had the couple weeks, but I think of Big Patty. <laughs> so I was like, what show had Big Sugar... I forgot about that. Just Big Patty is Big Sugar. Ready to beat you down if you don't take a full-size Butterfinger. I don't know why I immediately was trying to, like, put features. I was just picturing, like, a big sugar cube with, like, an angry face. Like the Kool-Aid man. Bursting through your walls. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, blame Big Sugar. Oh, man. Can we take a quick diversionary track into the Bible and how, like, it's the fact that people don't really understand it? Because I've been following this um, pastor, Adam Erickson, and he's been on this um, talk about how the story of Jonathan and David is actually, like, a gay love story. And basically, David was, like, a bisexual king. (laughs) And people don't understand that. Oh, well then, please do take us on this ride. I'm a mute myself. <laughs> well, because like, like we talk about like corruption and like how people use the Bible to justify like their bigotry and how they use it to um, ruin things, basically. But there's that story of David and Jonathan in First Samuel. And, you know, the story that I've heard a lot of is David and Jonathan were best friends and they were like brothers. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't strip in front of my sister, but that's fine. I guess it was different um, back in the day. Nope. Um, Let me pull up the exact words. Oh, yes. 
they kissed in the Bible. Um, they, or Jonathan would strip in, strip in front of David. And there was, like, some mention of, like, their souls being intertwined. So they, like, define themselves as soulmates. And they loved each other very deeply, but people just focus on Leviticus. So they skip over that part or they clean it up in a way that makes it less gay. (laughs) Yeah. Like how lesbian friends are just roommates or really good friends. When they're in fact fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Not fucking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, and I'm glad that you know the Bible so well. I mean, I was telling my mom how, like, I was reading the Bible for myself because that's what people tell you to do. They're like, did you read the Bible? Okay. They say that when you're going through hard times and they only tell you to read the the passages like Psalms or, you know, something to mm-hmm. like uplift you. But like the stories in the Bible are often overlooked and people rely on a pastor to tell you what the stories are. Now, I don't want to shit on your old church, but here we go. I had gone like periodically because you you asked me to come a couple times when we were younger, and I'm just gonna say pastors will re sermon things that they had in the past because I heard two, I had I heard the same, you call them lectures? I don't know what the fuck you call them. I heard, yeah, I heard the same service twice on two different occasions, and I'm just like, oh, like they just kind of like recycle this and I guess you should because you always have new people coming into the congregation however it is not like an over it's not like an overarching oh we're today we're going to learn about this and whatever I mean I guess that's what bible study is for I've gone to a few bible studies but again like you pick and choose in the bible and it's other people's interpretation it's just like I'm just gonna say I'm sorry for the Christians out there but I I deeply have problems with Christianity, like the more, and it's been like a year since we did the episode where we talk about religion. It is more and more annoying to me because people, people say that they do things like read the Bible and stuff for themselves. And I don't necessarily believe that. I really, I don't, sorry. I don't know if this was like a time. I didn't know this episode was going to go this way, but my feelings, I can't. I mean, if they read the Bible, they definitely would have come across the story of the woman who was, um, uh, probably should have put a trigger warning. We're going to be talking about sexual assault, just very briefly. Um, the woman who was literally raped to death and then her body was cut up in 12 different ways and sent out. And that's supposed to be like an allegory for the 12 tribes of Israel. So they don't talk about that enough. Um, say, I don't. It's like you said, people like recycle sermons, they recycle Bible lessons, and it's all like to focus on the same themes. So you get it and you're brainwashed into it, which brings us back to stupid ass trunk or treat, because if you're brainwashed and like, yeah, brainwash feels good. Um, If you're brainwashed and just told like over and over again, like this is the way things are, and then you go, you celebrate Halloween, not like other people, because other people are celebrating the way the devil wants them to celebrate it. But you celebrate it safely with all your, na- well, not even neighbors, all these people who go to church with you, all the people who believe the same as you. Then you're on the right path and you're on the righteous path and everyone else is going to go to hell. Which I'm just going to say it. Hell just seems more fun. <laughs> Someone's going to take that and completely rock that into another stratosphere of whatever, but. So trunk or treat parallels my upbringing because on base, we we were kind of afraid of everything off base. And I don't want to say afraid, but that's the only word that I'm thinking of in context. Like being on base was a very safe place. Like I, I used to roam around the neighborhood. Like my, like the base was huge that we used to live in the five. Shout out to Shaw Air Force Base is completely different now. But um, it was just like a contained space where no, like you didn't think anybody was going to like kidnap you or anything bad would happen. 
And so I felt very safe and contained. And then when we moved off of base, it felt very foreign and unknown. And I didn't feel like I could like roam around in the same ways that I did as a kid in this contained area. So like, I do see some parallels of just like, this is safe. Like you can trust us over here because you see us every day. And I didn't see everybody on base necessarily. I didn't know all my neighbors, but it was just like this inherent trust that nothing bad would happen if you stayed on base. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you have security there and you have like all these other measures set up. And I'm not knocking parents for wanting to keep their kids safe. What I am knocking is like not giving them as much of an opportunity to broaden their horizons because you can still like guide them around and vet people and all that stuff. You can trick or treat with their kids and you should be able to like explain if you don't go to certain houses why you don't. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and I mean, when you go out, I mean, my parents would accompany accompany us for a while, and then my brother got old enough where he went with me. But you understand social norms, like the simple, the simplicity of if someone's lights were turned off, you don't go to that house to trick or treat because they don't want to give candy or they're not home, obviously. But that type of thing, like you kind of respect people's homes, um, and it was just a lot of fun. Like I, I think that trunk or treat, I guess could be a good thing, but like you said, it, it promotes this like stranger danger thing. My house wasn't doing decorations and people would like decorate their garage and have like the smoke machines and go all out. Like we didn't do all that, but I thought other people who did do that was cool. And I could like compartmentalize, maybe that's the wrong word, but I can separate like, well, that's what they do. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we're going to be over here. And so I think those lessons are really important for kids because how are you supposed to grow as a person existing in a more melting pot society where everybody does different things? Like you can't. And I find it really interesting that people who presumably, I'm not assuming that all Christians are Republican because that's not true but people who who say like oh America is like this great country where like everybody is like free but not really because you don't really interact with anyone different from you so how can you embrace it if you don't know what their culture is and you don't respect that that's what they do over here and maybe that's not something you do in your house however it's not hurting anybody it's not trying to bring people over to the devil you know maybe that's why Christians like the Christians that you often think of conservative Republican all this other stuff maybe that's why they really hate Halloween because it actually does promote freedom and freedom of expression and a lot of the Christians that I knew growing up they were more about like conformity and obedience and Halloween just doesn't promote that that's a good point. It's a day where everybody can pick what they want to be for one night. You can be as crazy or as or as chill as you want to be, and you can hang and, and have community. And that's the other thing. I find it interesting that church promotes community, but everything is so controlled. It's like, we're going to do things this way and in structure. And it, it almost it almost tells people subliminally, like, fun, even fun has to be controlled, you know? Or it's, like, too far, like, what the devil would do. And so, again, you have phrases like devil-may-care attitudes. Like, they're just like, oh, that is too free. And that that is, like, if you're not 100% focused on God and Jesus, like, how could you possibly, um, you know, recenter yourself? And I guess... I would find offense to that. Like, you don't think that I can um, have my faith and do other things outside of what you think is appropriate. So I just find that so problematic. I know. I'm trying not to veer too far off Halloween, but I feel like it all feeds into it. But there's something about, like, 
this binary that they force us into like oh you can't you can't do things that like are of this earth that are very like physical sensations things that will bring you joy otherwise you lose sight of god which is like all it's all in the ether it's all um it's all like it's imaginary basically like you have to imagine that there is like this stronghold on your life and that if you go too far in one direction, then you will be punished, not necessarily in this life, but definitely the next. And you have to live that accordingly. So it just it doesn't trust like human nature. It doesn't trust the very physical sensations of your body. I think that's why a lot of millennials and now possibly Gen Zers are drawn to spirituality because spirituality is about balance and it's about like your body and physical sensations and trusting your gut and finding like the straightest path forward for you as a person because like we just said like christianity as we know it now is about conformity and obedience and deferring to one singular voice that is interpreted by a pastor usually usually a white man if you're thinking of christianity the way we're talking about it but if you're thinking about it, like, in AME, then a black man. But either way, like, a man. A single man's voice. And you have to defer to that single man's voice. And it's becoming increasingly intertwined with capitalism. And Halloween is just the antithesis of all of that. Which is why people love it. Especially up here in the North. Because fuck that bullshit. <laughs> we can get back on Halloween Man, the idea that people can just dress up and and go to different houses and watch movies that bring you closer together with your family and have, like, you know, treats. Oh, one thing I wanted to talk about is, um, and we're going to veer off, and I know we don't have time today because we said we we're going to keep it short, <laughs> but the idea that candy is like poisoned or like people like put shit in your candy because they're out for kids or whatever. I know that happened um, because somebody conflated a situation that happened maybe in a neighborhood. You probably know about it. I don't. I just know that my mom would be like, okay, let me check your candy. If somebody was poisoning candy, I'm sorry. Some adult, like, just skimming to see if there was, like, something obviously wrong with the candy would not stop it from happening. Like, if I'm not saying I would, if I have intent to harm children, I'm not going to make it obvious. I'm just saying. So, You're Wrong About has a great episode on all these Halloween myths. But you're right. It did get conflated with another incident where a father did that to his children. So it's it's kind of like the stranger danger thing. It's like it happens or it has happened like so like in such a statistically minuscule way that it's enough to be a threat in the back of your mind. But it's not enough to like actually prove anything or to make it like this phenomenon that we've blown it up into. And statistically, if you're like. Your child is most endangered by you <laughs> and their parents. And if you are, like, if they have a step-parent, that is the biggest danger to their to your child is you. So, these Halloweenists are, I don't know, like, who it actually serves. It, it doesn't serve the kids. It doesn't serve, it definitely doesn't serve Big Sugar. So, uh, they're, if you think them through, they don't make sense. Like, even the idea of, like, putting weed in these kids' candies. Like, why would I give out my weed that I spent good money on to these dumbass kids who don't know what to do with it? Maybe mixing up an edible? Sure, that we just saw that happen. But, I mean, in her defense, she tried to get it back. That kid was just greedy. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, Filthies, um, there was a teacher close to our hometown, actually, um, 
who accidentally had put edibles and gave out edibles to her class and she realized what happened. And I feel bad for that teacher because listen, nobody wants to like give drugs to kids. Like I just, I feel bad because it was an honest mistake probably. And now she probably is just going through a lot based on a mistake. But see, the thing is intention the the harm is important. Like if a kid like got got hurt because of that, I definitely hold space for that. That should just be punished. But I'm not gonna say like, oh, this is a bad teacher and she just deserves to be raked across the coals. But again, not trying to veer off too far from Halloween, but just like it again puts this thought into our mind that people just have bad intentions all the time and you can't trust anything and again have discernment but of course like people aren't just out here like trying to harm kids in the way that people think that we are you know what I mean like we all if you have a um if you have like a support system around you or have a community around you we all feel that kids need to be protected but our fears should not, in my opinion, take precedent over the fact that things just sometimes are what they are. Like, kids are just playing pretend. Kids are just existing. And that's getting into a topic that we're going to talk about in a future episode. But what do you think, E with a C? Like, I, I would hope that one day people can be less fearful. But do you think that th- that can happen? I don't know. There, I don't. I have a more cynical view on humanity because I don't. I'm not sure if it actually can happen unless people are willing to like divorce themselves from the stranger danger myth. Because you have these incidents that like already confirm that bias. You almost have to be like you almost have to like walk yourself back from the myth every single time it does happen. And because there are so many conspiracy theories also popping up that confirm the theory that you already have, it just is going to multiply. You know what I mean? Like there was the conspiracy theory towards the beginning of the pandemic and it might be still happening. How like masks are um, making it easier to kidnap children because you can't see their full face. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And it feeds into the stranger danger myth that people love, which feeds into like a, moral panic satanic panic type thing and it makes everyone a suspect and i i think people are too comfortable being suspicious of other people fair enough um yeah and i love how halloween just like is in your face with like the whole witches like we were talking about hocus pocus of how like witches are just coming to like eat children when the witches of the modern witches of today my people <laughs> all we want to do is vibe do some tarot do set some intentions and if you're a really radical witch you might like dance naked in the moonlight away from children you know what i mean like we don't give a shit about kids. Like, a lot of us are just, like, we just want to do some magic and, like, take control of our own lives. I don't really give a shit about somebody over there. And I think that it's really funny the Hocus Pocus, bringing it back, focus on, like, they have to do this spell that requires them to sacrifice a virgin when, you know, I think the Sanderson sisters really just needed to affirm some of their um, intentions they probably should have like got some more herbs like they could, they could have done a lot there's a lot they could have done with the, their witchcraft but here they are doing antiquated shit antiquated dumb shit associated with purity culture and like if they just wanted to look young I'm sure there are herbs to, like make into some type you know what they could have made plenty of mud masks and they could have drank a lot of tea and they could have just vibed. You could have had, like, the same concept of witches living among us, but with them being green witches and just vibing. And also, I, too, would like to dance in the moonlight naked. I just don't know where. 
Listen, if you guys are listening to Unpack Filth and you identify as being like witches or spiritual, we all need to gather around and find somewhere cool and just dance in the moonlight and the full moon. Preferably not in the winter, but hell, like we might just throw caution to the wind, have that crisp air upon our bosom. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we could pick somewhere. We could like Miami maybe. I don't know, but I'll even take like a nip of Jack Frost across and be like, yes, I'm alive. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Whatever it takes to be alive. Um, we're running out of time, but is there anything you want to cover that we forgot? No, I think I said all my talking points. Um, Thor Birch deserved all her flowers because she was, she was an eight-year-old in that movie grounding the fucking scenes and... That takes talent, because as I tell you a lot of the time, most child actors are very, very bad. Um, And yeah, like, expose your kids to more strangers, but, you know, carefully. Don't just throw them out to, like, all the strangers. Allow your kids to talk to other people that are outside of their community in a controlled setting, preferably Halloween. Yes, shameless plug for trick-or-treating and Halloween. And because we're in a pandemic, still be safe. Factual! So, um, yeah, that was fun. We were doing this as, like, kind of a, a riffing episode. And I think it went well. So, guys, if you, li- if you like this episode, then please follow us on social media so you won't miss an episode when it comes out. You'll know, you'll be like, ah, oh, they're doing a thing. Um, we're at Unpacked Filth, and you can email us at unpackedfilth at gmail.com. We are posting, you know, monthly, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, some interaction would be great. We are doing our best, considering we both work like nine to fives. Um, as we speak, I'm in the process of moving. You are dealing with your own shit. We are trying our best, but we would still love to hear from y'all. So please, please interact with us. Yay. Um, So yes, we will talk to you guys next time. And remember, pray to Big Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Big Sugar is watching. Big Sugar is watching at all times. Later, bitches. (laughs) 